Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor. Joe Suchere. You know, it occurs to me that we probably should go scramble today. Can we do that? <laughs> yes. I'm the mayor. Uh, I have a gavel. The news I have decision-making authority. The newsman and I were just discussing that very topic. Mm-hmm. That it's a very, it's a very festive day. The Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Yeah, you've got the Timberwolves at home hosting Orlando. Sure. Trying to prevent the first three-game losing skid of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got uh, the Wild at Buffalo. That should be a win. The Sabers are not very good. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, bet the really? house on it. Really. And uh, of course, it's the, it's Thanksgiving Eve, somewhat derisively called Drinksgiving, as this night apparently becomes the most hectic night of the year for the likes yeah. of the people in the state patrol. Yeah, don't be on the road. Uh, this I, is a, I don't plan to be. No, I don't either. I I plan on being in my living room That's watching some hockey. That's a good place hockey. to be. That's what I plan on. Doing. I might click between uh, the wild and. And the wolf? And the wolf. Really? Mm-hmm. Are you good? Do you have wolves fever? Not really. Hmm. But you like to monitor it to keep <clears throat> uh, keep up to date as to what's going on. It barely went well. In, in fact, as near as I could determine in the local papers, it went without mention today that this is the uh, anniversary of the JFK assassination. It is. You're right. So this would be the uh, 2017, 20... uh, You're not supposed to do math, by the way. 1963. Come on. 54th. Attaboy. Right? Well, wait. Yep. 54th anniversary. 54th anniversary. Uh, This is a year of events marking the 100th anniversary of Kennedy's birth. It's drawing a close. It's drawing to a close. National Park Rangers will lay a wreath outside Kennedy's childhood home in Brooklyn, Brookline, Massachusetts, and a 21-gun salute by an honor guard will follow. Wednesday's solemn commemorations fall on the anniversary of Kennedy's assassination in Dallas on November 22, 1963. And aside, the latest conspiracy the- uh, being that Jackie shot him uh, because now conspiracy theorists are re-examining the photograph of the uh, motorcade and identify a shiny object in her hand. So they think she shot him. I don't really think she did. Really? I'm not kidding. It was in the Daily Mail. Where else? Oh, my God. Uh, The observations are being held at, at what is now known as the John Fitzgerald Kennedy National Historic Site, administered by the National Park Service. The nation's 35th president was born 
in the leafy Boston suburb on May 29, 1917, so he'd be 100 this year. Over the last year, numerous conferences and other events have been held worldwide to examine his legacy and imagine his impact had he survived. So, today. The conspiracy theorists that are... I was are... a freshman in history class. I can remember hmm. everything about it. Ward huh? Schuster was the teacher, the brother Lewis, the, the elder, the gray fox. He made the announcement over the loudspeaker. I can remember everything about it. As a freshman in high school, what was the general reaction and tone of either your classroom or school in general? Quietude. Extremely Did they let quiet. you guys out? Nope. Did you guys leave school? Absolutely not. Okay. And you'll recall what the NFL, it was on a Friday, if I'm not mistaken. And do you know what the NFL did that weekend? You'll, they, they you'll remind me. They did. Okay. They played. Yeah. Uh, Jesse writes, listened to Monday's broadcast and heard some crank whining about the use of the word bra. I don't think he was a crank. I, th- in place I think of, it was a she. It was a woman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in place of brother. Please do not foghorn the use of that word in the context you fellows use it. Words on the foghorn list are there because their real meaning has been distorted by Mysterians. The use of the word bra is a great term of endearment for our closest friends we consider to be our brothers. If it's the spelling that has her hung up, then add a damn H to it, making it bra. Much like the term of endearment around the hallways in this at at 1500 ESPN is dummy. Dummy. What's up, dummy? Dummy. What are you doing, dummy? And that was one that Kenny kind of brought to light. Mm -hmm. I have an article for Kenny today. Oh. Cut it out just because of my charitable nature. Is uh, it snowmobile related? No, but it might as well be. It's motorcycle related. Every oh. Wednesday, the Wall Street Journal does a piece called My Ride. And they they find someone with an interesting vehicle. And today they found a gal named Stacy London who uh, races an old uh, uh, Aramachi motorcycle. Cool. And, and uh, he'll get a big kick out of that. Well, how old's the motorcycle, you said? It's from the 60s. Aramachi was uh, uh, imported by Harley-Davidson. In fact, there was a period in the 60s where if you bought a Harley, they threw in a little Aramachi 50cc. Really? Yeah, you could take her home. Uh, This one, I've not seen uh, this type of bike before. It's a 250cc. It's a 1967. It's called an Aramachi Harley-Davidson. And I had not seen this one before. It's it's pretty nifty. Well, a 50cc bike, that's almost like the size of a 10-speed. Well, no, they're 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 you can you can you can get them. Really? You, It'll you, get you there. You can go. You can go. Where is Dummy? Moron number one. Is uh, he making dressing? Moron number one, I believe, is preparing the Thanksgiving feast at his home. And if I know my wearing guy, frock, do you think? Like I know my guy, he will be wearing that. And um, let's just say a a discussion or a. Uh, Potential disagreement might be happening, I would guess, between the hours of four and five in that home. In terms of what? Condition. Uh-huh. Fireball? <laughs> Aren't you going to talk to me? Just the... You know what? He showed me something there. He was smart enough not to open his mouth because <laughs> he knew he couldn't get a word out uh, that would have made any sense at all. Brain was trying to tell mouth... To just say, I love you, Mm-mm. but <laughs> he's learning. He's learning. There's a piece in GQ. I tried to print it. I couldn't. Uh, where the author is advising his fellow uh, liberals to make life miserable at the Thanksgiving table. 
if there happens to be any uh, people at the table who support Trump. Make life miserable, ruin it for them, uh, go scorched earth. Uh, do whatever you have to do. Is liberalism a mental illness, I well, wonder? And, and, like, that's a very productive way to go about your mm-hmm. business. People are nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll, I'll mention one Black Friday item and then be done with it because it's it's tiresome. I'm not a big Black Friday well, guy. No, I, I, I'm not either. The, the stories of the people who camp out, uh, I, don't, I, I don't pretend to understand. And there's a piece here out of... Dallas Fort Worth of a guy who's been in line for a couple of days to save three hundred bucks on a fifty-inch television, and I got thinking. Let's do the math. Here we go. Let's do the yep, math. Yep. Uh, let's see. His name is uh, Efren Garcia. Okay. Uh, he's been he's been in line outside a Best Buy store since Saturday, and this story is dated today. So uh, yeah. Saturday one, Sunday two, uh, Monday. Three, Tuesday, four, Wednesday, five, Thanksgiving, six. So six, uh, I'm trying to think, what what is he losing per hour in, in wages? Is this a let's Black make the Friday argument that he's working? Let's is this a Black Friday event? Yes. That opens up on Thursday night or Friday morning? Friday morning. Okay. And he works the deal with family members to keep the place in line, and they believe it. It's their family tradition. Okay, to each his own. That's fine. Uh, but I'm wondering what that what's that what's that worth? Three hundred. In other words, he wants to save three hundred dollars on a fifty inch television. But what is he squandering? Wasting six times twenty four. Twenty four times six. Six times four is twenty four. Carry the two. Six times two is twelve. Times that's 144 hours. What is he squandering to save the 300 bucks? Doesn't make any sense to me. Well, and not to mention, you're it's Thanksgiving, so you're you're blowing off a holiday with your family. And I don't know if this guy has any or whatnot, but your personal time, I, in my opinion, well, that's what I'm driving at. He's he's foregoing 144 hours of life for 300. You ain't getting that back. I wonder what that. I'm not going to do the math because I'm not allowed to. Okay, 300 divided by 144. Yeah, is that what you did for yeah, hourly? Well, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sorry. Go. They do open at five o'clock Thanksgiving Day. It's still six days. We five can still five. use six. So basically, this guy. It's about a dollar an hour. Two dollars and eight cents an hour. That's what it's worth to him. Wow. That's what he. That that is what he is getting essentially paid. To stand out there. But this is also, by the way, a desperate attempt at attention. Well, and they because get it. Because these guys the TV will get, stations you know, love this uh, stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, look at this guy. He's in a tent. They love this stuff. Uh, by the way, we were mentioning um, anniversaries. Yeah. And a caller off the air mentioned, is this not the one-year anniversary of when Moron Number 1 broke the glass shelf in his refrigerator and was worried and did not know how he was going to get that replaced, thus storage of the food for the big feast. That might be. Was that a year ago? I thought it was longer than that. Uh, It might be. Time is flying. Uh, Not to that guy that's camping out for a TV. No, that's two bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's that's not enough. Say, uh, Wisconsin has uh, allowed youngsters uh, to hunt deer. Uh, In fact, no age limit whatsoever. That's almost... uh, eerie 
uh, and now a kindergartner, a gal, little gal, <clears throat> she got her, uh, she bagged a buck. Lexi Harris is six. Her dad, Tyler Harris, took her, uh, has taken her along on his hunt since she was three, but it wasn't until Governor Scott Walker signed the new law November 12 that Lexi could legally shoot a deer. Until then, a state resident had to be 12 to purchase a hunting license or hunt with a gun. Children as young as 10 could participate in the, in the mentored hunt program. The new law lets anyone of any age participate in a mentored hunt, and the mentor and student are each allowed to carry their own weapon. Okay. I thought I had page two of this. I do. Harris brought his daughter, bought his daughter a youth rifle, which is easier for her to handle and less powerful, and has taken her to the shooting range to practice. I'm sure this is absolutely curling the ears of euphorians and people in Diversityville and Liberal Oh, Lakes. yes. He also attached a smartphone to the gun scope to make it easier to train the firearm on her target. That I don't understand how that would, that would help. On Sunday, they went out uh, near their rural Medford home in Taylor County. Uh, Harris has a, uh, a heated hunting enclosure. He carried his daughter's gun. They saw several deer during their time in the wooded shelter, but waited for the one that would provide a good shot. Soon, a six-point buck strolled into their view. Harris helped his daughter set up the shot. She was shaking, Harris said. He told her she could take a shot, but only if she wanted to. Lexi pulled the trigger, and the buck was hit. The two tracked a blood trail to the carcass not far away. She looked at me right away and said, I'm not gutting it because that's gross, Harris said. So he field-dressed the deer and hauled the carcass out of the woods. Lexi's grandmother, Karen Zubke, said she's glad her son believes his child doesn't have to be a boy to hunt. He beams, Zubke said, describing her son. He's so proud of her. As I say, I'm sure this is curling the toes of euphoria. Oh, absolutely it is. But uh, sounds like Dad's pretty responsible about it, and it sounds like the kid had fun. Where do our sensibilities lie, however? Mine are, uh, mine are fine with this. A six-year-old? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Well, especially with a parent that responsible. I I get it. Yeah. I okay. I'm just because I have a six year old. Yeah. I, I, and I know him. And uh, <laughs> he's the last person. I don't the, want him with a gun. No, I don't want him with one either. Is he the one who lost the baby crawl? No, that's the that's the two almost three year old. We're worried about him, aren't we? A little. Yeah, he's yeah. he's a little slow. <laughs> Unfortunately, he gets that from me. No, I, I know where you're going. Uh, I suppose a reasonable discussion could be had here about the wisdom of, uh, you know, five and six year olds in the woods. And it's not the hunting because aspect you know why? Because not every five and six year old is going to have a father who that's, sounds this responsible. That's exactly where I'm going with that. And it's it's not it's a safety issue for others around and and for the the child themselves. The only thing I can conclude is that this is being done to preserve the business of hunting. Uh, trying to introduce children to it at a younger and younger age so as to sustain it as a as an industry uh, in places like Michigan, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. Well, I'm sure anywhere, in, I'm sure everywhere. Uh, it's, uh, it's just one hell of a big billion-dollar business to go hunting every year. Yes, and I'm sure the uh, purveyors of, you know, bait stores and gun shops and motels and restaurants, they, they're, they're clamoring for... Uh, the political leadership that not only acknowledges the ongoing validity of hunting, but they're trying to recruit uh, new hunters. Golf, golf, just to completely change the topic, golf's going to have this problem. What do you mean? Golf, uh, golf is not going to be sustainable because 
little kids don't play it. It's too difficult. It's not kind to their self-esteem. Yes, but I know a lot of people who have picked up golf in their later years that didn't play it when they were young. Including me, and that doesn't pay because you'll never get any good. But you still go out and play. Yeah, but I'm old. I'm saying golf's having a hard time attracting the 6-year-old to 12-year-old. But it's a sport I think that you pick up when you're when you're older. You don't play it when you're 7, I got 8, news 9. news for you, pal. Really? I got news for you. The people who are any good at it with few exceptions started when they were a kid. But are you are you worried about the the weekend warriors that are going to go out there and play with their buddies or are you talking about Look at, look at me cat scan. No, Try I, to focus. I I'm trying Try to focus. I am saying that in the hunting world, mm-hmm. it seems to me they've gone to the youth movement in order to keep it alive, to keep hunting alive, introducing uh, more and more young people to it to get into the to get into the tradition of it. Sure. And I merely suggested as mm-hmm. an aside mm-hmm. that golf is facing a problem where they are they are not successfully luring young people to the game because it's too damn difficult but it's also these kids today want instant gratification but the other two things that those have in common they're also both terribly expensive uh yes they can be yeah but you know a little kid can get a cheap set of used clubs and go to a public course and it's not that much money but they're not doing it say uh is john height ready with all the news that he sees fit to broadcast i believe so uh very good Thank you, Joe. Cloudy and 23 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, and downtown Duluth. U of M has added another year to P.J. Flex deal as head football coach. The Board of Regents will have to okay that, of course. A one-year extension allows the contract to run through the 2022 football season, so into January of 2023. Why did we do this? Well, we got to lock them up. Got to lock them up. Why? Lock them up. The only thing I'm mad about this particular story is that I was not sitting next to Patrick James Stephen Royce when the. Uh, well, he's the in news his winter broke. estate. Yeah. What are they bleeping doing? <laughs> University basketball team, number 14 in the nation, an easy win last night over Alabama AM, 100 57. The Gophers now go to Brooklyn to wrap up the other half of the Barclays Center Classic bracket. Now they will play UMass on Friday, uh, then another ranked team, number 25 Alabama, on Saturday. Timberwolves in action tonight. They'll play Orlando at the Target Center and the Wild on the road on this Thanksgiving Eve. They are in Buffalo. News notes from today. The two Minnesota state lawmakers accused of sexual harassment announced yesterday they are resigning from office. Senator Dan Schoen, a Democrat, and Representative Tony Cornish, a Republican, been accused by multiple women in recent weeks of sexual harassment. For his part, Schoen's attorney says he'll dispute some of the allegations against him at a press conference this afternoon. Meanwhile, Governor Mark Dayton said this morning he plans to call special elections as soon as possible to replace those two legislators. 34-year-old woman found dead in a wooded area of Minneapolis Sunday morning has now been identified. Hennepin County Medical Examiner's Office says Reedon Marie Henriksen's body was discovered around 10:15 Sunday in a wooden area, a wooded area, excuse me, of Solomon Park, west of the 5800 block of Cedar Avenue South. A man called police after his dog led him to the remains. Though you say it looks like the body, which was found partially buried, had been intentionally covered by another person. It is being investigated as a homicide. Well, John, was she known to be missing? Uh, that uh, information is not available. I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't know. 
All right. This is the only answer I All have right. for you there. Former director of the Office of Government Ethics is suggesting that Kellyanne Conway, the counselor to the president, likely violated the Hatch Act by attacking Roy Moore's Democratic opponent in a TV interview. Walter Schaub tweeted today that he has filed a complaint with the U.S. Office of Special Counsel, which he said investigates Hatch Hatch Act violations. Under the Hatch Act, federal government employees may not use their official title while engaged in political activity. Yesterday, Schaub wondered if Conway was identified by her official White House title in a Fox News interview earlier this week, whether the special counsel's office has commented on what she said. He posted a letter from July of 2016 to then-President Obama that said that Julian Castro, as Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, violated the Hatch Act by advocating for and against presidential candidates while giving a media interview. During a meeting with the Democratic senator, Chief White House Economic Advisor Gary Cohen recently apparently faked a bad connection to get off the phone with President Trump. <laughs> the old bad connection hey, trick, hey, huh? Come in. I can't get you. <laughs> that apparently at the suggestion of Delaware Senator Tom Carper, who told him that the group would have a more productive conversation about taxes without Trump on the line. Carper. <laughs> <laughs> Carper. Listen, we can get this done if we don't have to talk to him. Carper says he told Cohn they weren't going to be able to have a real discussion after the president joined the conversation they were having. And he asked him to tell the president he is brilliant, but he was losing the connection and would have to hang up. I actually have the audio of that phone call. I want to hear that. Hello? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Carper said in an interview with CNN, uh, that's what Cohn did. CNN host John Berman then asked, so you're saying Gary Cohn faked a bad connection to get the president off the phone? That's when the senator replied, well, I I wouldn't, I don't want to throw him under the bus. But yes, the White House is denying Carper's version of events. Hold on. You still there? (laughs) (laughs) A new poll. Let's go Hawkeyes. Uh Let's go Hawkeyes. Thank you, sir. Mr. Trump, we have to, uh, (laughs) you're breaking up on me. I I can't really, maybe I'll see you at the party. I have no You still there? No, I have to go now. We're talking taxes. Uh, where's the party? Where's the party? I'm There'll be a party to tonight. We'll we'll get back to you. Uh, where's the party? Well, we're going to call you with that when we get a better connection. Once we get a couple bars. Right. A new poll shows more than a third of Americans dread the prospect of any political talk over their Thanksgiving dinner. The survey by the Associated Press and Nork Center for Public <sighs> Affairs Research shows that two in ten people are eager to talk politics. Democrats are slightly more likely than Republicans to say they're uneasy talking politics. And women are more likely than men to say they dread such a discussion over the traditional meal. Some respondents said in interviews they expect the topics of sexual misconduct to blend with any talks of politics during this Thanksgiving year. Of course, accusations of harassment and assault have hit prominent figures everywhere. The wife of U.S. Senator Rand Paul says her husband hasn't taken a single breath without pain since what she calls a deliberate blindside attack by that Kentucky neighbor earlier this month. Authorities say the Republican was attacked November 3rd by Rene Boucher while mowing his lawn. Kelly Paul writes in an essay published by CNN that her husband suffered six broken ribs and fluid in his lungs. Paul says he was diagnosed with pneumonia after returning from Washington last week. The neighbor, Boucher, is charged with misdemeanor assault. His attorney blames the attack on what they call a trivial dispute, says it was not politically motivated. Kelly Paul says neither she nor her husband have spoken to the neighbor in 10 years. She writes, the only dispute existed solely in the attacker's troubled mind. That's a quote from her. 
Police in Massachusetts have arrested two men they say ran a prostitution ring out of an apartment at a senior living facility. Pittsfield police say 65-year-old... That should have been fun. 65-year-old Joseph Van Wert and 45-year-old Randy Lambach have been held without bail pending a dangerousness hearing scheduled for November 29th. Authorities say Lambach recruited drug addicts from Pittsfield, took photos, and posted ads on adult websites. Police say he then scheduled and drove them to and from meetings with men, kept most of the proceeds, and paid the women in drugs. Lieutenant Michael Madalina said the women were recruited by Lombach, then photographed. Lombach facilitated meeting locations with prospective Johns. He would often wait nearby to take a portion of the earnings. Police say Van Wert used his apartment at the senior living facility as the place to conduct prostitution. I'm getting emails from people wishing to take me to the woodshed, uh, believing Uh me to be a staunch supporter of six-year-olds hunting in Wisconsin. I merely said that that six-year-old seemed to have a particularly... Uh, attentive father, I can easily be persuaded uh, sure. to believe that six years old is too young. Because it's safety first. Yeah, I can easily be persuaded mm-hmm. that six is too young. David Cassidy's death prompting an outpouring of emotional tributes on Twitter. Celebrities, including former colleagues, wrote about the memories of the late singer and actor, the teen heartthrob of the 1970s hit TV show The Partridge Family. Cassidy went on to have a long show business career, although he battled alcoholism later in life. He died yesterday at the age of 67, surrounded by family. Cassidy had said in February that he was suffering from dementia. His mother had also suffered from the disease, and he told People magazine he was in denial, but part of him always knew it was coming. Hmm. Among the hundreds tweeting from Cassidy, uh, about Cassidy included Brian Wilson, Gloria Gaynor, Rick Springfield, Harry Connick Jr., and many actors and actresses. Was the Partridge family loosely based on the Cow Seals? That is correct. Okay. Because I thought the Cow Seals were pretty good. I did, too. Yes. So very good records. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize David Cassidy was 67. 67. Hmm. The president of the Maine Sheriff's Association has been ousted after a sexually explicit photograph of the sheriff in his office while in uniform surfaced. <laughs> Oxford County Sheriff Wayne Gallant. What, what is wrong I with I just people? don't get what, what the hell's going on. What is I really going don't. on? And the picture of this fellow, the normal picture, yeah. he looks what you'd think a sheriff in Maine looks like. Yeah. He's got the gray hair, the crew cut, he's got the glasses. It's, yeah. What's the sex part of it? Well... This is my rifle. This is my gun. Oh, that that's, deal there? That's my guess, because he is in uniform, according uh-huh. to the description of the picture. Oh, I have that, actually. It's really weird. Mayberry Sheriff's Office, <laughs> town headquarters, Andy Taylor, Sheriff, Deputy Barney Fike speaking. Hello? Sheriff uh, Wayne. Did he tweet this to somebody? Well, Sheriff Wayne Gallant says he sent the photo to a woman he didn't want to identify. Ah. Mm-hmm. The Maine Sheriff's Association said in a statement they don't condone the actions. According to the association, Vice President Sheriff Kevin Joyce will now serve as acting president. Gallant was elected Oxford County Sheriff in 2006. He's in his third term. He served as president of the Sheriff's Association since this past January. He denied a local TV station's request for an on-camera interview, but did release a statement saying he should not remain in a leadership position with the association. I found it ironic that his name was Gallant. You know what... what, uh, um, uh occurs to me when I hear stories like this. What? People aren't busy enough. You're right. Yeah. They don't have enough to do. Enough. They don't they have don't enough, have to, enough do. to do. You're right. You're exactly right. These legislators right. that just resigned, Cornish and uh, what's the other one, John? Uh, Showing. Showing. You're not busy enough, fellas. Find something to do. Do some work. Ban some plastic bags already. Do something. Right. <laughs> just a moment. Is Hello? Dave Dahl coming up? I hope so. All right. Just a moment. 
Oh, I now have three of whatever <laughs> those are. I just uh, take the other Here's Sam Ryan in the Channel 5 Weather Center. Well, thank you, Joe. Right now, we have a few very light snow showers. They're passing primarily to the northeast of the downtown metro area. Lake Elmo currently reporting some light snow and also up towards Osceola. Here at uh, in the heart of the metro, though, we have overcast skies. Temperatures right now 26 degrees, and we'll actually see that warm up a few more degrees as we head through the evening hours thanks to southwesterly winds. They're going to be light tonight. We'll fall down to a low of 26. Again, that is our current temperature. So not too bad overnight tonight, remaining pretty mild. Then tomorrow, gorgeous out there for Thanksgiving. Partly cloudy skies, nice and mild, high near 40 degrees, light winds out of the west. But then the winds turn breezy tomorrow night. There's a system passing north of us that is going to result in some breezy winds throughout the day on Friday. But Friday, we should make it up to 50 before a cold front comes through Friday night. And that sends our temperatures down just a few degrees this weekend. Saturday, we'll see mostly sunny skies, a high near 36, 38 on Sunday. Then as we head into next week, one thing we're going to be watching closely, there's the potential for a storm system moving in Tuesday night of next week. That could finally bring some accumulating snow to the area, but it's still several days out, so we'll keep an eye on it. Thank you. You bet. Uh, it's a shame, uh, but no less inevitable that the... Uh changing of the name of Lake Calhoun to Bidet Makaska continues. The Hennepin County Board Committee, a, a Hennepin County Board Committee, voted 4-3 to three to change the name of the lake. Uh, they were tone deaf to the residents of the area who did not want the lake name changed. Uh, Commissioner Jeff Johnson, who voted against the name change, said he's concerned that renaming Lake Calhoun will trigger a domino effect of renaming other landmarks, streets, and schools. Once we start this, he said it will not end, and I'm absolutely convinced of that, as well he should be. He's absolutely correct. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the problem here. This is capricious, arbitrary, whimsical, and it's just an opportunity for not only those in the political class, but the uh, people who were raised to the question in the first place to uh, pat themselves on the back and apply modern sensibilities to events of more than 200 years ago. It's an absolute shame because there's no end to this now. Now, this doesn't mean it's done. Uh, it still has to go to the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources and the U.S. Board of Geographic Names. They have to sign off before the name becomes official. Uh, but I'm beginning to think now that might also be inevitable, even though there's no case for the name change. There's no case. What if it's it's a trigger warning? The case would have to be, we're going to get to that in a second hour. I think I've got this safe thing. I think I've got a, a handle on it now. You do. <clears throat> if I understand the DNR uh, correctly and the U.S. Board of Geographic Names, they get a name change placed before them, and it's almost like a uh, 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 a legal case. They, they'll wonder, what is your case? Uh, the case, it seems to me, we've been through this before, but it's terribly important. The case, it would seem to me, is that you would have to be able to demonstrate that the lake was named Calhoun precisely because Calhoun owned slaves, which hardly distinguished him, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, so did his neighbors, and so did his fellow Everybody politicians. Else. And and uh, however unfortunate that is, that's just the way it was then, and you can't do a gal darn thing about Thank it. Thank you. I almost went satellite yeah, there, did. didn't I? But you caught yourself. Uh, but, but the case would have to be, you would have to be able to go to the DNR and say, look, we realize this is an application of modern sensibility to an antiquity, but we have irrefutable proof here 
that the uh, surveyors who came here at Calhoun's behest wanted to name the lake for him precisely because he relished owning slaves. Well, that's that's no, not that's, that's not they the don't case. have that. That's that's not why it was named Calhoun. That's there's no evidence of that. Therefore, in my estimation, there's no case. Now, whether the people at, uh, who handle this at the DNR will will abide by that, uh, we have no idea. Uh, I don't know how the Board of Geographic Names works. Uh, but they, too, I would imagine, would have to say, what is your case, Hennepin County Board, Minneapolis Park Board? You have no case. And the one thing You that, have no case. The one thing that eases my, my anxiety about this is, the, the remember the gentleman that called in who worked for the Park Board yeah. for many, many years? No, and, DNR. Or was it, it was the DNR. and just basically said... It's going to have a tough time getting passed. Well, I, and I hope he's right. I do too. I hope he's right because this is absolutely foolhardy, because there's no determining when this would stop, and you can only bring about the mystery if you can completely eliminate the history of this country. And these poorly educated people uh, who have aspired to public office, for example, they have no idea that they're even participating in the mystery. Firing off opinions quicker than some do those late-night tweets. 1500 ESPN. Mike in Duluth, wintering in Phoenix, said he's been racking his brain to think of a Hollywood star who would, uh, he would be truly surprised if sexual impropriety allegations were made. He, he's come up with a name. It's a fun game to play. Uh, he's come up with one name that would surprise him, Tom Hanks. That's not a bad one. Okay. But we live in the age of you never know. Well, nothing at this point would shock anybody. He said you could call Hanks the modern Jimmy Stewart, similar roles in public persona. Stewart was even a real-life Air Force general. Uh, seeing Hanks' name on the evening news would not knock me back in my chair. Yeah, I think I think Hanks is a good candidate. That's not a bad one. To play in this game. Uh, I can't, uh, I haven't come up with anybody, but I'll accept Hanks. I thought we did come up with somebody. Yeah, I can't remember who. Uh, I just can't remember who, but Hanks, Hanks is kind of, uh, at least his public persona is, uh, is somewhat akin to a modern day Jimmy Stewart. Yes. Yeah. And, and he always seems to be one who's uh, okay with laughing at himself and mm -hmm. he doesn't mind. Uh, humility is big with him. I know. Um, uh, let's break down what people mean when they need to be safe. 1500 ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 20. As fall fills up with activities and obligations, even a small time saver can feel like a big help. Grammarly is an all-in-one writing tool that makes clear, concise communication easier than ever, so you can finish your work earlier and head off to family dinners, social events, and fall weddings. Grammarly is free to download and works where you do, so every project gets finished quicker. Make sure your writing is free of mistakes with Grammarly's free, comprehensive writing suggestions and get an instant take on how your message comes across with the free tone detector. Let Grammarly Premium's sentence clarity rewrites help you find the perfect words on the first try. You'll be confident writing client emails, deadline-driven reports, and presentations without staying late at the office. Get more time back in your day by writing with Grammarly. Go to grammarly.com podcasts to sign up for a free account. Then get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium. That's Grammarly.com slash podcasts.